Hey, welcome to another episode of Point C. Um, I'm just going to leave it like this. I don't need to look into the camera. Um, or maybe it seems disingenuous. I don't know. Where would the camera be? Right here? Oh, right there. So, I think... Really, this is about... Um, well, let, maybe I'll just tell you a little bit about today. Today was like a rainy day. It was raining all day. I'm in the village uh, of Alton, just outside of Erin, in between Caledon and Erin. And the reason I'm here is there's a pump track. Maybe I'll make the cover of this podcast the picture of the pump track. I... It's the second time here. I really love it. If you skateboard or bike or scooter or whatever, or even roller skate or rollerblade, this is definitely worth a trip to come come try out. I was pushing it. My legs were so tired. I have old man legs. It's so brutal. I think uh, <laughs> it actually was good. The first time I came, it was like the first time I went back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu after my injuries, and I realized... My future wasn't in physical activity or excelling in physical activity. My bo- I could just feel my body not responding in the way that it used to, and I still had that dream. And even though I don't have an ACL in one leg, I, I still had this dream of, you know, really going for it in skateboarding. And the first time I came back to the pump track, or the first time I came to this pump track, it just... My legs just were not there, and I was like, I do not have the jam to, to even the things I want. I was thinking about. Isn't that so funny? Hey, how the idea of what we were thinking about, what at least when I was coming here, I was like, okay, I'm going to be doing all of this crazy shit all over the pump track, and that quickly dissipated to be able to make it around the pump track with a lot of speed and style, without having to push and just pump. If you don't know what a pump track is, I, I, you know what I mean? Just YouTube it. It's a pretty fun thing. It's basically like sidewalk surfing. You know, the, you'll see when you, when you, uh, Google it or YouTube it and you, or you can look at the picture on the, the episode of this podcast. I think this is number 15 now. Even I did two quick little watercolor studies in between the sessions And when I got here, it was raining, and I just was like, fuck it, you know? Even when I left Guelph, it was... It's maybe about an hour away, and when I left Guelph, I was just like, fuck it, I just need to go for it, like... Just like the first time I had went... I had came here, I was in just kind of a bummer of a place, and... Just by the very nature of my of the universe or listening to my heart and hearing the call of this place changed my mood dramatically. I was kind of a little bitch when I was leaving, but that was, uh, yeah, that was just dealing with people, I think. So, yeah, it really did get pretty dark here fast. But it's such a beautiful place. I can't. Uh, I can't get enough of this village. I, I mean, the Alton Mill Gallery art space is here too. That would be a, a lovely place to.
go get some coffee or something. Maybe next time I'll come a little bit earlier and go skate down and get some coffee. Look at some art. As you know, I like art. So, so much of this podcast, I would really like it to be, um, to talk about the origin of what, why we do what we do or why I do what I do and how the skateboard, funny it's right beside me here, actually the easel and the skateboard are side by side, how funny is that? Two quivers, or two arrows in the quiver. Um, was the original medium for expression, artistic expression. And that if ever I feel out of sorts or lost or not knowing what direction I want to go, I'll always go back to it. And something occurred to me today, and I think this is why I had to itch or the drive to go to come here to the pump track even though I mean it's been raining all day in Ontario I'm pretty sure all over Ontario it's stopping and starting and yeah it's just a wet day I got lucky when I got here it stopped raining but I think So much of the reason why I started skateboarding had to do with escapism and that there was so much in me that I didn't know what to say or how to say it. Um, Whether that's, you know, teenage angst, trauma from my past, dealing with family, dealing with other people, um pain and suffering regardless what it was I had so much that I wanted to say and I just didn't know how to say it even I mean I was a fairly um bright kid as far as vocabulary goes I could have sat down and write but for whatever reason it felt like a very physical expression I needed to get out there was a lot of anger and frustration in this um expression and skateboarding I saw I remember the two instances I saw older kids skateboarding and at first I, in my mind I was just like that's cool I want to do it but now that I think back to and dissect it um, one of the guys names was Ryan I don't remember his last name but he was maybe four years older than me and he was in the last year of uh, primary school and he, he wasn't even skateboarding, he just walked by with his skateboard. And the way he had done the grip tape and the stickers and the paint and the things he had written on it really spoke to me. It was like a wild thing. It was it was like a... It almost felt like the first time you might see a wild horse. And the idea of riding that wild horse and what what that amounts to, what that says about you and what you can do. Um, And the second person was Sid Cobb, who I hope somehow listens to this um, because I know he was a a kid who had trouble too at the time. Um, He was quite a bit older than me too, and he was not from a solid traditional place 
and as far as family goes, I think he was, I mean, he was, for the long time, he was touted as, like, the best fighter, the person, that family you didn't want to fight with. And and he was always um, pretty, you know, he would fuck with me, but he was always pretty gentle with me, um, even though I fucked with him pretty hard um, as a little kid. But I remember him, and you know what, I could take you to the spot in Preston, and I remember him, I was walking with my mom, and I think I was so young that I had my hand in her hand, and I let her pull it away, or I, I let her go away because I was just, he just like charged at this cement um, block, and just like dug it, just a nose grind in so hard, and it was just so loud and abrasive and obnoxious, and he had just like stuck out his arm, and he was just like jamming it in there. And I was like, what the fuck? And he didn't land it or anything, but it was just raw. And I just felt the intensity and the the power of it and what he was saying in that. I just intuitively, I felt it. Um, and I I was like, I need to get, I need, I need to be, I need, that's something that I, I need to have. I need to be able to express myself. And so much of it's like, punk rock but the cool thing about skateboarding is is it's almost like and I kind of finally get this now with this whole art and skateboarding thing outside of the moves that you're doing skateboarding is done street skating traditionally is done out in the open in public and so your I was always saying something with how I was skateboarding what I was doing whether it was tricks bobbing and weaving bombing hills whatever it was not giving a fuck, usually. And that in itself was like, you were not going to ignore what I had to say. There was no fucking way. If I wanted you to hear what I was saying with the skateboard, whether that was watch the fuck out, whether that was I'm in pain, um, I don't think there was even words for it. It was just... uh, it was a feeling. Um, I, Jake Phelps, R.I.P. I, I think he was doing a John Cardiel epically latered episode, and he was talking about Cardiel, and he said something like, um, "You got it, got to get it." And then he did some like whooping sounds, and I don't know. You'll have to maybe I'll try to timestamp something, but I probably won't. But you should watch that epically latered. Uh, Vice magazine, John Cardiel. It'll give you a good idea of what I'm talking about. Because so much of skateboarding, I think, at least for me, and I intuit when I see other skateboarders, is about you don't have an option. That's why street skating is so important. Um, you don't have an option to ignore if what the person is trying to say with their art. With dance, you have to apply, you know, breakdancing maybe. You could have a breakdancing cipher on the corner, but, you you know, you don't have to stop and listen. A skateboarder could get right in your face. We'll fly right down the stairs. We'll be hanging outside of your ha- house just being an asshole, right? And all of these things are expressions of spirit or feeling outside of words. And I, lately... Um, when I've been skateboarding at, at 
the art in the park in Stratford. I just go for a little toot every once in a while if I get bored or need to stretch my legs. Every once in a while, uh, a person, usually an older person or someone who has some sort of energy injury, will stop by the paintings when they pass through and they say, you know, I'm really jealous of what you do. And I, it's really made me grateful. And the, having them say that's really nice because I understand because I know what it's like, even if it's just sometimes just bombing a hill and how good that feels. I think now I'm able to express this idea of freedom and whimsical pursuit and um, riding the wind. It feels like that's the expression now and it's less about anger and less about you're going to listen to me and Um, I've got something to say. There's pain inside of me to look at, look at this world. Look at how this world can be if you want it to be. Look at how beautiful and magical it can be if you want it to be. And so I find that people now that normally would not be as receptive to skateboarding see that, um artistic expression and it hits them in the right where I would like them to it activates exactly what I would like them to to feel um freedom um longing um for a time where you had no inhibitions no don't get me wrong I definitely have inhibitions and I definitely I don't push it as hard as I I used to but it's it's more in the style and the way that I do it and so there is still this form of escapism in that and instead of in my youth the escapism being about it started out with this raw you're going to pay attention to me you're going to take notice of me to transitioning into being validated as something important or valuable and then it I got injured in in college and I just stopped and I never it took me so long to make the transition into visual arts painting and drawing and the way that I skateboard into that because so much of my training was about um was stuck in the level of um, validation and people thinking I'm good and then ultimately getting a job in a studio somewhere. And I'm talking about all of this stuff and I really wanted to spend a long time on the foundation of it because the original reason why I picked up a skateboard had to do with my emotional pain and suffering and the trauma and I had heard Gabor Mate I think his name is renowned uh, psychiatrist on trauma or psychotherapist I'm not sure one of the two or maybe both say trauma isn't the thing that happened to you trauma is what your body did with that thing because if it was the thing that happened to you, you couldn't heal it. But if it's the, if it's what your body did with that stuff that happened to you, 
then you can make moves to heal it because it had nothing to do with you. And I think that how... Is that a common thing for human beings? That trauma or pain or suffering is whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be something dark. It can, Not that trauma is ever not dark, but it doesn't have to be something like sexual assault or physical abuse, emotional abuse, or neglect. It doesn't have to be intense. It can be anything. Something that basically a spark that lit the fire for a person, a human being, to reach outside of themselves, to express themselves in some way. And it happens in youth a lot, I think, because, and in a physical way, whether that's painting or music or dance or hockey or running, whatever it is, fighting, it happens physically because I feel like as humans, we just have children. We just haven't had time to navigate our emotions and put words to them in a proper way. We know we feel something and we know we need to get it out and have people understand it, but we don't know exactly what that is. And how many of us that is true for? I mean, I know it's true for me. I don't want to say that it's true for everybody. Everybody's on their own journey. But I, I implore you to like think and think back to a time, I think, to... For you to think back to the time that you started that pursuit. And I realize that like not a lot of people have something like skateboarding. And I realize how fucking lucky I am to have something like skateboarding. And it crushed me. I had a best friend for a very long time. And I think what really crushed me is when he had said something like, I wish I had never started skateboarding. It was such a waste of time. He said that about skateboarding and guitar. Whether he feels that way still or not, it was so shocking to me. I doubt he feels that way now. Um, There's no way. But at the time, I was shook because it had meant, it had saved me. Skateboarding had saved me. So holy. And, by, and it had saved me because, one, it gave me something to put my energy into, expression. And two, it gave me expression. Um, I mean, three, it, it kept me out of the house, which was amazing, and, and gave, me my, gave me the courage to find my own way. But that maybe that's another podcast. Those first two things, the gave me an outlet to put my energies into and gave me a a voice to express when I had no voice, actual words to express myself. And I'm, I think like this goes back to the whole universe designing the path that we are on because there's no possible way that I could have ever understood that me hurting my ankle getting injured in college and realizing I can't skateboard anymore and go to school seemed like such a sad thing but it definitely moved me 
more towards Yeah, it definitely moved me more towards a uh... Hmm. Just a second. I'm, I just want to check on my car. I don't know if I'm allowed to park there. Give me one sec. I think I am. I think it's such a sleepy town. I don't think anybody's too worried. I don't think anybody's worried at all. Um, I digress. Where was I? So, it, it's crazy how long it took me to... I had to stop drawing. I had a nervous breakdown, and I wonder if my body and my spirit was looking for, was treating drawing, because I gotta be honest with you, I went to school for animation, but really all I spent my time doing was life drawing, maybe six or seven days a week life drawing. That's all I did. Um, and once I failed my second year, and I got a job in a studio, I thought, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I would just be drawing my hand in the studio. And I had such a hard time transitioning into an animator because I think what my body was looking for was a form of expression. That's what drawing had become for me. Uh, I had, in my mind, my mind was thinking I was learning a skill, learning a trade to become to make money and that was going to be my occupation, my career. But in reality, my body was just using the... I wish I had some of my old life drawings from back in the day because it would really make a lot of sense. Those are long gone, though. The, the idea that what I was really doing was transitioning skateboarding because I couldn't do it anymore the expression, the non-linguistic um, form of ex expression into drawing and life drawing. And so much about skateboarding is about interacting with the environment, right? It's not, I'm not in a bubble. I'm not just on a skateboard. It's the skateboard in the environment. How am I going to be interacting with this environment? And so life drawing was a huge part of that because it was still in life. I was interacting with the model. How was I interacting with the model? This communication between. And what was I expressing outside of words in these drawings? And so when I would go to a studio to draw cartoons, there was no... I just hadn't... I couldn't make the transition. Maybe in time I could have, but there was no way, and I just had a meltdown and I had to leave. And is it any wonder that I, that's when I sort of took on my 15 years of rock climbing and instructing with rock climbing? Because, again, interacting with the environment. 
And with all of these pursuits, I there was great periods where I would just go into nature by myself and sit on my skateboard or sit on my crash pad if I was climbing. And if I was life drawing, I'd go outside of the, the school and sit in the woodlot area. I'd climb a tree and sit in it and just like look out into the landscape. And eventually, luckily, I was led to drawing the environment from life. And it finally clicked that over time, that's what my interaction with the world around me. And so it's interesting to think how far it's how how long it's taken and how much effort it's taken to get to this point. And it was all based on um, pain and suffering that I wanted to express. Something that I wanted to express that I needed to get out of me and have people see or experience. Starting with skateboarding. And that and now it's with painting. And I ask it to you if that's something that rings true with you in your life. And I hope that you're lucky enough where you have a, and you have the ability to connect where you are now. And maybe it's hard because you may not be happy with where you are now, or you might not feel like you're pretty you're expressing what you need to express, but at the same time it's still it's still possible to to look back and find the connection and i think that's where the real value of art in any form comes from and i'm going to give you the two definitions of art that i like to use one is um a skill your ability to use a tech, technique or skill to express something, that's one of them. And then the other definition is using your hands, your heart, and your mind. Physical body at some point. It can be the whole thing, one bit, your hands, your eyes, your mouth, whatever it is. So your hands, your heart, and your mind to express something, that's art as well. I'm sure there's other definitions, but those are the two that I've been using right now. Um... And that the valuable thing about art education is this ability to voice something that doesn't have words. And I think at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking a lot about not having the words. I don't know if there are words for some things that we feel or some things that we need to. Maybe it, I mean, it's taken me, what, 35 years to get to the point where I can speak openly about this stuff and openly not in the sense that it's courageous but openly in the sense that I actually have the words to use that are clear the whole concept of this podcast point c the whole the whole idea of me skateboarding for three hours and then going down to the river and putting myself into point c or being put into point c by the world that surrounds me that was happening when I was younger. It was happening to you when you were younger. And I think... 
this idea that dance or hockey or cooking or any of these things are not helping us progress, put, making puzzles, doing knitting, they're not helping us learn about ourselves is, I think, false. I think it's the things that we do are intimately more tied to our deepest desires in our soul. And I, I for myself, feel like I had no idea at the time why I wanted to skateboard. I just knew I wanted to, or why I wanted to draw, or why I wanted to paint. I just knew I wanted to, or why I wanted to play music, or why I wanted to play guitar. I just knew that I needed to do it. I needed to do it. And it's these things that we need to do. I wonder if that's our heart, our soul speaking to us outside of syntax, verbal syntax, and being able to communicate with the self, hey, listen, there's something in you that needs to get out. There's something in you that needs to transmute, that needs to see the light of day. Others need to see it. Others need to hear it. And this is how we're going to do it. You don't need to think about doing it. You can just do it. And I think it starts innocently enough. Like a 12-year-old kid wanting to get a skateboard and charge it. You know? Like a kid who wants to start dance class. You know? He's been dancing in the mirror for months and finally gets to go to a dance class. And it, so often, I'm getting so much better at it, thankfully. So often we ignore these urges, these instances, because of, I don't have time. It's not what I do now. I'm too old. I don't have the resources. I'm going to sp spend my time doing what I should be doing. We ignore these as if they weren't direct links to the universe at large, to God at large, to the abstract infinite, to the spirit, whatever you want to call it. These urges to do things that you have no reason why you would want to do them. You just feel like you need to do it. You have a longing to do it. And it can be intense or it can be very... It can just burn really slow and can just always be in the background. I have some still that I'm not doing, that I want to do. That it's been like months years there's been i don't even want to tell you because if i tell you then i'm gonna to have to own up to it and start doing it and i don't know if i'm ready right now and that's the other thing i tell myself is i'm ready when i actually start doing it there's no i'm not late i'm not um early i'm not wasting time and that was so important with painting the landscape in the way that i'm doing now and painting in the way that i'm doing now it was very easy early on to feel like, why didn't I just keep doing this? Why didn't I do this when I was 21, 22? And it came up, funny enough, oh my gosh, uh, a brutal relationship I was in for a couple weeks. And one of the reasons, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why it was brutal, but one of the reasons was the person was saying like, you know, you, this would be so easy. You'd be so perfect if you were 10 years younger if you were where you are now, 10 years younger. And I started to really 
because I wanted the relationship. I mean, we'll talk, maybe next podcast, we'll talk about my, yeah, I've been going through some shit for real. Just like figuring out like why I do things the way that I do when it comes to relationships. But I mean, hopefully we all do that. But this was the impetus of it. The This woman saying like, I wish you were 10 years younger and I wanted the relationship so bad to happen that I started to wish that I was 10 years younger that I had started, that I wasn't as old as I am now, that I'm behind now, or something like that. And I never realized until right now how greatly that was weighing on me. But there's no way I would have been able to. I took so long to gestate and to like cook and marinate this idea and my abilities that I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I mean, you know what it's like, you do what you do when you do it, like, you get into the the relationship when you get into it, you do the yoga when you do it, whatever it is, and it's so, um, hopefully none of you are stuck in that right now, where it feels like, why didn't I do this earlier, why didn't you do this from the beginning, And so much of it is tied into this idea of the pathway is so intricate it has to be this way or else we just wouldn't learn. It wouldn't be as potent, it wouldn't be as powerful the way that we're doing it. So I think really it's Those things that, those ideas that you have, those feelings that you have of you should be doing this or should be doing that or a dream that you have, that's that's the direct connection. That's the direct connection of your soul or your heart to the universe. You're getting information. And just like when I started skateboarding, I didn't know why. I just felt it and I did it. And now look at where it's taken me. There's no way that I would be where I'm at now if it wasn't for skateboarding. If it wasn't for painting, if it wasn't for yoga, if it wasn't for music, all these things, even the things I don't do anymore. It's powerful to think that way. I can't believe it. This is like, I'm in the suburbs right now. I'm going to take a look out here. Yeah, it's like a... Can you see this back there? No, you can't, can you? Yeah, it is... It is so crazy around here. I'm so thankful that I actually... um, It is so quiet. I tried to do a podcast here last time I was here, but it was just so busy with moms and kids that I just couldn't get the recording done. But I mean, it's Sunday night, this thing, and this thing, I guess I was due because it fell out of me. (sighs) So maybe next podcast, we'll talk a bit about um, relationship stuff, although maybe I'll work through it a little bit more before I bring it out 
to you guys to hear. I just feel like that it kind of set me off a couple podcasts ago, and I'm just sort of getting around back to thinking about art again and getting clear of some of those relationships and some of those people who were here to teach me a lesson, you know, or to help me to learn stuff about myself. Who knows? I have been living it up though lately. And so crazy yesterday was such a wild, or Friday was such a wild day. No, Saturday was such a wild day that I looked back on Instagram of people's stories and I saw that and I was like, whoa, that was that was yesterday that was like 10 hours ago i've been living it up i maybe i'll i'll talk about it i didn't really do a lot of video of this of the events and but it was pretty fun i had a bed set up in the back of my car and for a couple days and just been living it up you know just wherever the wind takes me some really have been some really good house shows and house parties of people that I don't know just like coming in like a stranger but maybe we'll talk about that and how fun that is and in reality I'm only saying this so I to remind myself so much of so much of me was afraid living that way but I realize it's kind of like what I like doing this wildness and hearing just meeting new people but like having this experience yeah well I feel like I could keep going but we're at 40 minutes now so I hope that made sense to you and you had fun looking at this Blair Witch style project podcast yeah grateful I'm grateful for being able to get to do this and that you're listening and you're into the paintings and everything. So thank you again so much. It's really, it really means a lot when people go out of their way to say stuff, nice things to me and purchase the paintings or talk about the podcast. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that you get some clarity and that you're gentle with yourself. (laughs) Lord knows I need to be gentle with myself too. Um, Yeah, have a good night.